0: that there should be an obvious answer to this question, but I also know that there isn't. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates. The Steelers are... Unquestionably, undeniably, the most popular of Pittsburgh's three big league franchises. But there's a different dynamic whenever you make it into the region, the Pittsburgh region. Yes, the Steelers are still the most popular team inside Pittsburgh and Environ's. But the gap between the Steelers and the Penguins isn't anywhere near as great. In fact, it's pretty tight. And in fact, there are some demographics in which the Penguins win between the two. So where are the Steelers fans? Where do they live? How do they connect? What actually is the nation yeah, it's, you know, it's it's late June and there's not all that much to talk about from the football standpoint and everything. So this is something that I I thought about while flying out and back to Denver to cover baseball this week. There are a lot of Steelers fans here. There are a lot of Steelers fans everywhere. People talk about Steelers bars. It's not just about Steelers bars. That's kind of a cliche. It's actual fans of the football team whether they're going to the bars or not. I have spent time with these people. I'll stop someone. This happened actually in Denver just a couple days ago. And I see that one of them is wearing a Pirates jersey and one of them is wearing a Steelers jersey and they just got out of Coors Field. And I asked where they're from. And they're just Coloradans. What's their connection to Pittsburgh? You know, they had some family, something or other, and they moved a long time ago, like in the 80s, when the mills were closing, family, and they ended up here, but mom and dad or someone else in the family got them hooked on the Pittsburgh teams. That's the most common story, is that it had something to do with the mills closing in the 80s and the the mass exodus that happened. At the time, most of that demographic moved into the, the D.C. area. That's why there's so, so, so many expats down there. It's also why, by the way, when the Penguins play the Capitals in Washington, you'll hear these awkward chants for Let's Go Penguins or something like that, which nobody says. It's just Let's Go Pens. But they've been gone for a while. I I find it awesome that anyone would even try. It's not a criticism. The ones who fascinate me, though, are Steelers fans who are just purely Steelers fans. Like the way people here will pick some English soccer team to follow, and they dedicate everything about their fiber and being to being a supporter of Manchester United or Liverpool or whoever. There are a lot of those as it relates to the Steelers, and I've met them too. People who have never been to Pittsburgh, people who have no intention apparently of ever visiting Pittsburgh. The Steelers to them aren't about Pittsburgh, the Steelers are just the Steelers. Sometimes you'll see on their social media bios, and I, not sometimes, a lot of times, you'll see four or five different teams in, in in various sports listed among their favorites, and the Steelers are on there, and there's no other Pittsburgh team on there. They'll say like, Steelers, Rangers, Knicks, and Maple Leafs, whatever, but the Steelers will be one of them. And I have asked these people why why you know i guess i guess to an extent it's hard for me to understand i'm born and raised in pittsburgh i'll never leave i'm a, i'm a lifer to the extreme i've had opportunities to leave and i've never come close to taking any of them and i can't picture wrapping my my heart and soul around someone else's team how do i make that mine and when i've asked them this the answers that come are 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 great they'll they'll say um it's a respect for the winning that they've had It, it might be that when they were kids they just liked the logo or they liked seeing that it was just on one side of the helmet and there was something that was different about the steelers there was something that was tough about the steelers something about the brand they'll mention a player that also happens a lot Some of them will go all the way back to the 70s and Mean Joe Green. A lot of them will be more along the lines of a Troy Polamalu. But they gravitate to the brand, to the franchise. And again, to me, it feels a lot like the whole thing with the English soccer team. They live everywhere. That's the answer to my original question here today. Where do Steelers fans live? It's everywhere. And there are so, so, so many more of them than there are fans of the Penguins or Pirates outside the city. The Steelers have built a truly global brand. That defies whatever passes for a slump or a disappointment with the actual team, meaning you know, in season when something goes wrong the way it did in 2020 after the 11 and 0 start. That's fascinating to me. Like I, I, I'd love to see some deep dive business level study done on the most popular sports brands. Oh, I was about to say in the world. The problem within the world is then you are dealing with the Manchester Uniteds and all of the famous European soccer clubs and everything else, and it it gets a little bit muddy. Um, Maybe just among the North American brands, even just within the NFL, do we still pretend that the Dallas Cowboys are America's team? Do we do that? Do we base anything on market size? Because if so, good luck explaining the massive, massive popularity of the Green Bay Packers who basically play in a village. What the Steelers have done is, is remarkable. The nation that they've built uh, is, is remarkable. And I'm not sure that it gets fully appreciated. You know? for what it is, including, ironically, in Pittsburgh. I don't even know that we get in Pittsburgh how big the Steelers are worldwide. Just having some fun today. When we come back, just one question. this program by the personal injury law firm Luxembourg, Garvin, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who've been hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG pride themselves in doing what they say they're going to do. When they make you a promise, they keep that promise. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. Learn more about them at lgkg.com. Jim Hester has today's just one question. Jim says, Good morning, DK. Who do you personally think has the starting inside linebacker position next to Devin Bush when the season starts? Here's what I've got, Jim. I've got Robert Spillane starting in large part because the coaching staff Believes that he'd be more capable of more versatile things and that he'll be a really good run stopper. And every time I think of Robert Spillane and run stopping, I'm thinking probably of the same thing that you are. You know, the massive collision that he engineered with Derrick Henry last season in Nashville down by the goal line. And it was great stuff. And it's the kind of stuff that makes you within your team, your teammates, your coaches, like a legend. And I swear, I I believe this guy bought himself an NFL career with that hit from the way they talk about him. And I wonder every time, and I don't even mean to say this in a good way, if they aren't unduly swayed by that hit. I have not seen the same Spillane that they have. I I don't get as wound up about him as they do. I respect that they know what they're doing as it relates to football way more than you or I do. So I give pause with any evaluation like that. If they're making a commitment to Spillane, and they did, let's not pretend that this offseason... That they didn't choose him over Vince Williams. They did. Vince was gone. Vince went out into free agency. Vince was going to cost $4 million. They said, you're not worth it. Vince goes. Apparently doesn't get what he wants. Has no interest in leaving. Asks the Steelers what it is that they can pay. They say $1 million. Vince comes back. Gets all kinds of, this guy's a true stealer from Mike Tomlin at the pre-draft press conference and everything else like that. But Vince was cut for Spillane already. This decision is past tense. So I believe that Spillane is going to start. I believe that's already been decided. And if it sounds like I've got a little bit of a hesitation here to all this, I do. Because I also happen to believe in Vinny. And I believe that when Vinny gets on the field, he's going to remind everybody yet again for the zillionth time what kind of a football player he has been and still is. Vinny has never gotten his credit in Pittsburgh. Not in terms of his run stopping, not in terms of his pass rushing, running up as many sacks as some of the better ILBs in football, but also in terms of his pass coverage, something that he takes a lot of pride in. No, he's not going to you know be tracking guys down and picking the ball like Minka and whatever, but he does the job. And I am telling you, you're going to see 98 out there. You're going to see 98. Football field. I appreciate the questions. Good stuff. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one tomorrow.